0: So today is a great day to talk about our foundations, because today is a day, as you'll know, when we're going to see baptisms, we're going to welcome in new members, people are going to be added to the church today, we're also going to break bread together, and uh, all these things are really foundational for us. And and better still, today we're not going to just talk about foundations, we're going to see Practical demonstration of all the stuff which is foundational to us as followers of Jesus in, uh, at Living Rock Church here in Market Harbour. You know, we are here in Market Harbour for a particular reason, a particular purpose. We are here to carry the name of Jesus to Market Harbour and beyond. That's right. Knowing that as we do so, we're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit who's going to give us everything we need. Amen. That's right. Yeah. And we do believe that God. Gives good gifts to his children. Just just to help paint the picture of that, there is a good-sized gift on this table right here. But God gives. That's his character. We see God's giving character in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We see in all the expressions of God, we see his giving character. And why does God give? This is the reason, it's because God is in the business of setting people free. Yes. Amen. God loves to set people free. Set people free from sin, set people free from guilt, set people free from the baggage of the past, set people free from being reliant upon ourselves alone in, uh, to live in a way that honors him. God loves to set people free. I wonder if we can turn in our scriptures and our Bibles today to Acts chapter 2. And these are words, uh, as a passage which sh- should be really familiar to us. But we're coming back to it again today because it's really foundational for us in what we want to think about this morning. So I'm going to start reading at verse Thirty-six, And just to put this in a bit of context, this, uh, this account happens on the, the day of Pentecost when the followers of Jesus have been gathered in a room and the Holy Spirit is, is poured out upon them. And they end up out in the streets telling everyone around them all about Jesus. And this is part of what Peter said to the crowd on that day. He said this, So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. (coughs) Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, And to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That's the word of God. You know, and this is one of the key scriptures that we use when we teach our rock solid course. And if you've been part of church life here for a little while you'll know that when people are wanting to be added to the church we we spend some time just talking about foundations of personal faith in Jesus and we use this particular scripture a lot because it contains four crucial elements for living as a follower of Jesus and and they are to repent of our sins in verse 38 to be baptized to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and to be added to the church (laughs) Four crucial elements for living a life that um, is is going to be full of everything, the abundance that the Lord Jesus has for us. So we're baptising people here this morning because they've each repented of their sins. When God made people, it was so that we made people may live in God's presence and rule over the earth. But when sin entered the world it was no longer possible for us to enjoy the presence of God in that way. God needed to do something really radical in order to make it right for mankind to have our relationship with him restored. You know, we've seen some tragedy in this country over the last few weeks. We've seen terrorist attacks, we've seen that terrible fire in London. But one of the really interesting things is that in the face of tragedy, we very often see people praying. You know, and we see people praying who wouldn't normally pray. Yeah, that's right. We see we see people praying who would normally claim to have no faith in God whatsoever. And one of the slightly ironic things as well is that there'll even be people who are so sure there's no God that they'll ask other people to pray on their behalf, <laughs> just in case. You know, we see that. We see that. I've I've got a friend of mine who asks me to send one up for her. Because I believe and she doesn't. But that's a very strange way of carrying on. But, um, but that's, that's, that's what happens. And let me tell you why. Because there is a draw towards God on, on all mankind. That's right. You know, Some people would describe this as saying, there's a God-shaped hole in the heart of everybody. Yeah, that's right. And we know that hole needs filling. And actually, we know that God is the only person who can satisfy the need to have a fulfilled life. And this is how God feels about people. In the most famous verses in the Bible, probably. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That's how God feels about people. God loves us so much. He wanted to give us... The very best thing that he had, yeah. you know, and it's, it's it's this pull on our lives that God has, and um, this this drawing towards Him that helps with the realization of His love towards mankind, that causes us to repent. Repent is a funny word. We don't use the word repent very often at all, no. and um, repent isn't <laughs> saying isn't saying sorry really. I don't know if you have been. Uh, being a parent of a child, many people have, and the kids are in a fight and you say to say sorry and you get a, hi. And there's not the slightest bit of remorse in there. Okay. If we're in business, we might, we might send an email saying, sorry for any inconvenience this may cause. But that's not really repentance. It's an acknowledgement that somewhere down the line, things might not have been great, but there it is. That's not repentance. Repentance is a turning Repentance is the knowledge that we're walking in one direction, and yet actually we need to turn and reorient ourselves towards God. That's what repentance is. Repentance happens when we recognise our sin, when we recognise that we can't live a life without God. Repentance is when we are remorseful for the way we have dishonoured God. And repentance happens when we redirect our lives to make a decision to change and to start to live God's way. You know, the great thing is we don't need to be perfect people to make a decision to change and live God's way. God, God knows we're not perfect people. That's why he gave Jesus. But, you know, God gives us this, this gift of the Lord Jesus. And he says, here, to, to everybody, here's the gift. And, you know, if it was your birthday and i have just given you a gift like that, and you said thanks for the gift, and you left it right there and carried on with your life yeah. and never looked at the gift again, that just wouldn't be right, would it? You could hardly say you've received a gift. No. I mean, someone has given you a gift, but you've hardly received it. You know, in, in, in order to really receive a gift, you need to open it and you need to look inside it and you need to work out exactly what it is that you've been given gives the gift of Jesus to all mankind, let's not leave it unopened. The second thing in that passage that we read was about um, repenting of our sins and being baptized, and we're going to see that happen this morning, and when we are baptizing people today, we are baptizing them based upon their repentance, based upon their confession of faith. Yep based upon their obedience to Jesus and based upon their need to be cut off from the past. Let me explain a few of those things. In Romans chapter 10, it says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There needs to be a confession. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a declaration. And actually, one of the things we really believe here is that, it is really important to confess things yeah. over ourselves. Right. It's really important to state things yes. over That's ourselves. Right. You know, actually, not just to think them, yes. but, but, to, but to vocalize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah? So we, we would declare that you know, Jesus is Lord. Yep. We can't just think, hmm, think to ourselves quietly, Jesus is Lord, very quietly, no right. one knows about it. Confess it over ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and one of the reasons that we confess things over ourselves is because it isn't just ourselves that are listening. When when we're confessing the lordship of Jesus over our lives, we're doing that to ourselves, but to our families, to our friends. We're doing it before God. But we're also doing that over all the things that we cannot see. Now, you may think that's a really weird thing to say, but this is great scripture Uh, in the book of Colossians where it talks about who Jesus is. It talks about the authority that Jesus has as he reigns in heaven. And it tells us that that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. And he existed before anything else was created. He's supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't. Mm -hmm. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. I don't know whether you're a person who believes in, um, in, in a spiritual world that's going on round about us, that's nothing to do with God. You know, I do. I believe there's a spiritual world around us that's nothing to do with God. Yeah, We, we see elements of that in society. We see people dabbling with the occult. And that there's, all, um, there's a spiritual world that we can't see. And yet there's real power in our declaration when we say, Jesus is Lord, because we're speaking to ourselves, but we're speaking to everything that we can't see as well. The Bible says the devil flees when it hears the name of Jesus. People are being baptised today because of their obedience. One of the things in the scripture we read, it said, repent and be baptised. Immediately. You know, I don't believe it's right that when people have confessed Jesus as the Lord, repented of their sins, that we hold back from baptism. I believe there's real power in baptism. That's right. yeah. And therefore, we are keen to say to anybody, if you are a follower of Jesus and have not yet been baptised, you need to be baptised. Yep. Mm-hmm. You really can't wait. If you're going to wait until you're good enough, I've got some really, I've got some really bad news. <laughs> Never gonna happen. No, it's not, no, that's right. If you wait until you're feeling worthy, never gonna happen. Mm. Repent and be baptized. That is his command to you. Yes. And there's real power in baptism. People being baptized today are being baptized because they need to cut off their past. Yeah. 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 That's right. To be dead to it. Yes. In Romans 6 it says, So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin, and alive to God through Christ Jesus. You know, going down into the water symbolizes the burial of all that is dead, all that is past, before rising up again and taking hold of the power of new life in Jesus. God loves to set people free. God loves to set people free. I've lost my water. Oh, here it is. It's a big present in the way. The third thing in that passage in the book of Acts, it's repent of your sins and be baptized. Mm. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is great news. This is great news. You see, God does not say to us, ah, now you've said you'll become a follower of Jesus. Let's see how well you do. (laughs) He doesn't say that at all. Because God wants to equip us. God wants to equip us for a life that honors him. He wants to help us follow him. This is the God who gives. Jesus said, John chapter 14, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you. Yes. Jesus gives all believers the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we need this gift. Yeah. Yes. This is not an optional extra for the keen. No. Mm. This is not an optional extra for those who just can't live a way that honors God on their own. N- none of us can. We all need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God loves to set people free. And he gives his Holy Spirit to set us free from the control of our sinful nature. In just the same way as we've opened the gift that was given to us in Jesus, Jesus now says, I want to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. In just the same way, if I left that gift and put it on a shelf and walked away and got on with living my life my way... I've not received that gift. No. I've been given the gift. I've not received the gift. Let's not leave this gift unopened. That's right. The Bible talks about all believers having renewed or, or transformed minds, a different way of thinking, mm. which evidence the power of God at work within us. That's right. So lives full of love and joy and peace yeah. and patience and kind, kindness and goodness, ...and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control... ...you'll know these are what we describe as the fruit of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that people see in the lives of of followers of Jesus... ...because we've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we baptise people today, we are going to pray for them... ...and we're going to ask God to fill them with his Holy Spirit. It may be today that you are already a follower of Jesus and that you've already been baptized but you know that you are not living in the fullness of the power of the holy spirit and you know we'd love to lay hands on you and pray for you the gift of the spirit is for all believers that's right god loves to set people free yes yes he does so let's not leave this gift unopened let's receive the gift Mm. God continues to give gifts and special abilities to people who are filled with his Holy Spirit. I've got some gifts and special abilities in this box. <laughs> I couldn't fit them all in. <laughs> Does a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I just want to read a few verses to us there. Again, really important for us. This chapter begins with, I want to tell you about the special gifts and abilities that God gives to his followers. In verse 7 it picks up and says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. To someone else the Spirit gives the gift of healing. It gives one person the power to perform miracles. Another the ability to prophesy. It gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and there's much more for us. He dishes out his gifts Mm -hmm. among his church, in order that his church can flourish, in order that people can be built up. God loves to give good gifts to his children. God loves to set people free. God loves to set people free to function. God loves to set people free to flourish in their followership of him. And God loves to set people free because he's building a church that is for his glory. If we skip back to where we were reading in the book of Acts again, onto the fourth thing, so we've thought about, um, repent from our sins, we've thought about being baptised, we've thought about receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then right at the end, in verse 42, not verse 42, somewhere it says, uh, and these people were added to the church. 41. 41, thank you. People were added to the church. You See, today we're also going to welcome people into membership here At Living Rock Church in Market Harbor. Today we're going to welcome in Rob and Pam. And we are really looking forward to doing that. You know, the Bible doesn't talk specifically about membership, but it does certainly talk about people who are devoted to the Apostles' teaching. It does talk about people sharing in meals, fellowshipping with one another, sharing the Lord's Supper, praying together. You know, that passage describes people who are joined together. And her doing exactly what Jesus said when he said, now I'm going to give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I've loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What a calling. We believe that God joins people in this way today. We believe that we're being joined with Rob and Pam and they're being joined with us as we welcome them into membership today. We believe that God draws people to be living stones. This is a a phrase that's used elsewhere in in the scriptures. Uh, Stones that are used to build a dwelling place for the presence of God. How incredible is that? What a magnificent thought. A place where every part is honoured and is important for the body to be complete and to be healthy. And as people are added to the church, we see a greater measure of fullness in the body. We see gifts that God has given to Rob and Pam which will be useful to strengthen, to equip, to challenge and to build up the rest of us. And we see gifts within us that will be good for exactly those same reasons to equip and to build up Rob and Pam. And I really hope that you can see that um, everything that we're doing today is completely foundational. Everything we're doing today we've taken straight out of Acts chapter 2. You know, God loves to give good gifts to people. Yes, he does. We believe that when Rob and Pam come into membership with us today, that God is giving us a good gift. Yes. Amen. We'd really like to think that Rob and Pam think when they come into membership today that God is giving them a good gift. Yeah, yeah they're nodding, that's good. It's a, it's a good, good sign. sign. It's a great sign. So everything we're doing is completely foundational, <coughs> completely in line with scripture. It's essential for building a community of believers, not not just here in Market Harbour, but we really want to do that. But building a church worthy of the one who has set us free. And you know, God loves to set people free. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.